Welcome to Life Talk, a series of thought-provoking podcasts specifically developed to thoroughly enrapture, dynamically expand, and potentially enrich your life by challenging your heart. And now, here's Craig. You know, as I think about life myself, I want to be happy. I really do want to be happy, but the thing I don't think I ever want to be is satisfied. You know, I, I truly do want to experience a resilient and, uh, and truly a, a, an endearing sense of contentment that threads itself through every part of my soul. But I don't want that contentment to morph into the baser mentality of complacency because that's a bad place to be. You know, I, I want to live my days and my life keeping a weathered eye on every horizon, but I want to do more than just watch those horizons from some sad and sorry distance. I I don't want to contemplate a journey. I don't want to talk about a journey. I don't want to be planning journeys. I want to be completing journeys. And my guess is you do too. As I think about this, I I truly want to celebrate the achievements and I want to revel in the milestones in a manner that is worthy of those milestones. But I I never want to fall to the bane of mediocrity that would prompt me to see those milestones as some sort of terminus or some sort of end. I really want to, I really want to develop a sturdy confidence that is born of the advances that I've made. And, and I want to have that confidence perpetually reinforced by the successes that I've achieved. But in all of that, it is my prayer that my failures will serve to always temper that confidence so that it, it, it never turns to rot in the form of arrogance. And in, in further managing this tempered confidence, I never want it to be so strong that I errantly assume any challenge is too small to be worthy of my time or my efforts. I want to be happy, but I don't think I want to be satisfied. For whatever reason I might do it, in whatever way I might do it, I never want to hand myself excuses to round the next summit in my life instead of climbing it to the top. I I never want to presume the ability to achieve a goal without holding myself accountable to actually getting on track and running the race and achieving the goal. You know, I suppose worst of all, I never want to scan my assorted array of trophies that I've garnered in life, whether they be numerous or, or few, and in the scanning of those, embrace some sense born of complacency that somehow it's done, it's enough, and I can hang up my hat when we're in reality. Life is never done for any of us. You know, laziness is is humanity domesticated to its own destruction. So I, I love that phrase. Let me read that to you again. Laziness is humanity domesticated to its own destruction. Mediocrity, really, is life pent up in the very ironclad cages that we create out of the, this, this misguided notion that an adventure is a product of these misty-eyed idealists who expend all of their lives chasing dreams too elusive for them to ever catch. And, and so we, we create dreams that, dreams, that is, that we can cage so that they simply can't elude us. And in their captivity, we manage them so that, God forbid, they never manage us. And what we forget is that a dream caged is nothing more 
than something akin to an anemic, pasty white wish that is always in the process of dying. We are made for more than all of that. Look, we all, our humanity itself yearns for the next adventure. Our humanity desires these lofty summits and and finish lines that will tax the whole of our energies in order to get us there. That there is truly inherent within us this incessant sense that where we are is not where we're going. And that to park it wherever we're at is to start dying in the very place that we parked ourselves. That there is truly within us some fixed notion in our psyche and some, I don't know, some insistent voice in our souls that will not be silenced and that, that can't be appeased. These, these things call out, and in the calling out, they call us out. But, you know, sadly, in light of the calling, we too often surrender to fear, and we sell out to apathy. We, we foolishly peddle our resources, and we pawn off our talents to lesser things, way lesser things, so that we can hold up some small pithy achievement to offset this gnawing guilt we experience over bypassing the greater achievements, the truly greater achievements that were our calling before we called ourselves away. Sure, we can achieve something, we know that, but, but in doing so, we stepped down instead of stepping up. And these realities create this grinding angst within us that is never going to be soothed by anything but heeding the call from which we've run and may be running today. So in order to step up and and to really do great things and to not be scared by the call of great things, what do we do? Well, first, how about just decide to do something? Decide to do something. Look, as obvious as that may sound, the first thing to do is decide to do something. Without the decision to do something, anything and everything is only an idea. An idea, regardless of how ingenious or bold, changes nothing until it's birthed as a reality. The greatest ideas that we will ever have will only tickle our imagination, but they won't fire that imagination until we release them. And it's the sad reality that most of our ideas die without ever having been birthed as reality. So... Decide to do something. Secondly, decide if you're going to be brave. An idea is only an idea and nothing more than an idea. Well, that's safe. Ideas are safe. As ideas and ideas only, they're manageable. They're domesticated. We can hold those ideas within the safe confines of our minds and our imaginations. and We can toy with them as time permits and return to those confines when it doesn't. But cut the reins and turn an idea loose. And it may not be as manageable and as domesticated as we might like it to be. Cut the reins and turn the idea loose. And we are not necessarily in control anymore. So if we cut the reins and turn the idea loose, are we brave enough for the ride that is certain to ensue? So secondly, we got to decide if we're going to be brave. Thirdly, Decide how important comfort and familiarity are for you. How important are comfort and familiarity? Look, think about this. You unleash your ideas and things will never be the same again. Guaranteed. You unleash your ideas and things will change. When Things will change because when great ideas are unleashed, they can't help 
but change, and sometimes they change everything. Yet the degree of change rests on the magnitude of the idea being released and the degree to which we unleash it. And look, if, if you prefer familiarity and comfort, because at times I do, if we prefer the familiarity and comfort that being sedentary engenders, we might never let any idea loose, or we may well attempt to cram it back into the confines we released it from after we unleashed it. And when we do that, at best, ideas are hamstrung, and at worst, they perish. And then finally, get the resources. Get the resources. If, if, if you decide to do something, and if you decide you're going to be brave, and you decide that comfort and familiarity are really not all that important, then go get the resources to get things rolling. If you've decided you want to do something, if you're sufficiently brave to do it, and if you're willing to forego familiarity and comfort in the pursuit of it, then go get the resources that you need to make it happen. Real resources. Look, this is not about thin and pasty resources, nor is it about material that's been worn thin. It's, it's, it's not about these sugary sweet notions or trite sayings that are fun and fanciful but are shallow and porous. Rather, this is about finding bold, honest, timely, daring, frank, deep, and, and really brisk material that will literally thrust you out beyond the confines you saw as the terminus, the end of your dreams. Find resources that are unforgiving in helping you grow. Find resources that are reliable in terms of their content. Find resources whose substance is proven. Find resources that are really thick and deep with wisdom. Learn from, from trusted people who have been there and back, who have likewise taken other people there and back. Grab these sources, let them grab you, and then rigorously apply them. And when you do, you will start the process of placing yourself in a position to begin heeding the call of great things. Great things are frightening indeed, because if they weren't great, they wouldn't be frightening. So great, great things are frightening, but you have the inherent ability to achieve them nonetheless. And so while the great things in your life are frightening, it's my hope that you begin to move forward into the achieving of great things. Thank you for joining us for Life Talk. For further information or additional resources, please visit www.craiglpc.com.